have you ever looked in the mirror and thought to yourself, if I was only more attractive, he would have never cheated? Or maybe if I would have lost the weight and wasn't so heavy, he wouldn't have gone after her. Or on the flip side, maybe if I was a bit more curvy or had long hair, everything that she had, he would have stayed with me instead. Beautiful, if you've ever thought those things, you might be in a body image crisis. And 96% of women who actually were surveyed after they had gone through the trauma of an affair stated that their body image had suffered greatly because of their husband's sexual betrayal. Only 4% that felt like they had no effect at all They said they already had a low body image prior to discovering the betrayal. So what do we do with this? How do we repair a body image that's been damaged by sexual betrayal? We're going to talk about it today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey beautiful, it's Lisa and this is Beauty Beyond Betrayal, the podcast designed for women who want to find hope and healing in the midst of betrayal, trauma, and loss. Each week, I help you navigate the murky waters of betrayal trauma by bringing you insight, wisdom, and ways to overcome the trauma and loss that you've experienced. I help you explore ways to heal, recover, and redesign your life the way you desire it to be. One that is lived passionately, out loud, on purpose, full of impact, joyful, and free, the way God intended it to be. I also bring in all things Jesus because he's the one who ultimately brings us into our healing and freedom from betrayal trauma. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, pull up a chair and focus on yourself for the next few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life redesigned. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. I'm glad you decided to join us for another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a body image crisis. And for 96% of women who have suffered from betrayal trauma, their husbands have been engaged in an affair, whether it be for just a few months or years on end. It seems to be the senses that they all suffer from a body image crisis, meaning that when they look in the mirror, they see something totally flawed. It's like a self-assessment turned bad, where we are looking at ourselves and blaming ourselves for the affair. If I could have just been thinner, or if I could have just been more curvy, or if I looked prettier, maybe short hair, maybe long hair, whatever the issue is, we have a tendency to look in that mirror and really tear ourselves down, tear ourselves apart limb by limb and look at us as a flawed woman when in fact we are fearfully and wonderfully and beautifully made. So I really want to tackle this with you today because in order for us to move forward in our healing and in order for us to really come into the woman that we have been created to be, We have to take a step back and realize that the mirror that we're looking in could be flawed in and of itself. It is the the lens in which we are looking at ourselves now. We are looking at ourselves from a lens of trauma, 
uh, from a lens of defect and woundedness that we've uh, really had because of the betrayal, because we have had our husbands actually cheat on us with another woman. So we're trying to make sense of it somehow, some way. We're trying to come up with a why, and we have a tendency to gravitate towards, well, it's our fault. Well, beautiful, first and foremost, it was not your fault. Now, I, I just want to say that up front because never, ever, ever is it your fault when your husband decides that he's going to have an affair. I've said it many times on many episodes. This is something that he chooses his own free will. This is in his self. And this is really has to do with something deep within him that he's lacking, that he's missing, and that he has to go and fulfill it in a very sinful way. And so we need to take a step back. And instead of looking in that mirror that can all, almost be like the ones at the carnivals or the circuses where they are distorted and they have a tendency to make us look really different than we really were created to be by God Almighty, then we need to take a step back and go, okay, let me reassess this in a brand new way so that I can really heal from this. So today, I want to give you three steps to restore your damaged body image after you've been betrayed. I want to give you these. These are very tactical. These are very tangible. And there's some guidance for you in here that I know that I have worked on, but still work on. Like body image, I believe is something we as women battle anyway. And I believe that the enemy does this because he loves nothing more than to come in and steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal our identity in Christ. He wants to kill the beauty that God created deep within us. And he wants to destroy our body image so that we don't have that confidence that God has instilled within us. So we're going to bring that back today. How about that, huh? So we're going to talk about these three steps. Now, let me just share with you a little bit of what I kind of went through when I first found out about my husband's betrayal, about the affair that he was having and it had been going on for a while and the day that I found out one of the very first things I did uh, you know we, we yelled screamed we did all those things you know and then later on late in the evening I was in bed and and he had come into the bedroom and he said you know you can't lock yourself in here and I remember looking at him and I said just stop the affair just end it right now. I mean, you've been having sex with her. You've been having sex with me. Um, it, neither, you know, I'm sure she knows, but I knew nothing about it. So there had to be some attraction still left with me. But I mean, aren't I worth you stopping this affair? I'm your wife. And ladies, I will tell you, still to this day, this is this is a wound for me that even though it is not as great as it used to be, when I say the words that I'm getting ready to tell you, they still cut deep in the heart. And I still work through forgiveness issues with this and have to keep it under the blood of Jesus 
so that I can continue to move forward in my own personal healing. And the words that came out of his mouth after I said that to him was, well, maybe you weren't worth it after all. Oh my gosh, right? And I will tell you that I've had many women and family members who heard that this was said to me say, how can you stay with someone who told you you weren't worth it? And I know that that can be a bit controversial, right? But again, our journeys are different and God calls us to different things. And so we are in in reconciliation and restoration and we're working through all of those issues, right? But for me personally, I had to do a lot of hardcore work and really some soul searching deep down inside. Because when you have the one that you love so deeply, the one you vowed to, you're loyal to, your husband, your best friend, look at you and tell you basically that you're not pretty enough anymore, that you are not worth it to save the marriage at that point, um, and that he's choosing to stay in an affair with another woman, it is gut-wrenching to say the least. I mean, talk about having the ultimate inferno of your life just completely go up into flames and all that's left is a heap of ash scattered all over the floor. And that's what it was like for me. So I know where you're coming from. I feel you at the deepest level when you say that you're dealing with body image crisis right now. And that's why I want to share these three things with you because I know how they can help you. And I know they've helped me tremendously and I know that they're going to help you. So grab your pen and paper and let's get to it. So the very first step to restore your broken body image after betrayal is to reclaim your health. Now let's talk about this for a minute. What I mean by reclaiming your health is this is where you choose to put a higher value on your health versus your appearance. Now I know that in the midst of finding out about his cheating, about the affair, you automatically have a tendency to look at yourself in the mirror. You know, you're going to critique everything. You're going to see every little blemish, every little wrinkle, every little crevice, where you need a nip and tuck, where you need to lose weight or gain weight or whatever it is. You're going to critique yourself really hardcore, (laughs) but I want you to take a step back from that. Because when we choose to reclaim our health, at that point, we're going to work from the inside out. Remember, beauty is from within. It's not about the outward appearance. Remember, God said that he doesn't look at the outward, but he looks at the inward man. That's where beauty really comes from. And for a woman of God, your beauty is great. And so I want you to understand understand that God made you beautiful. As a matter of fact, in Ecclesiastes 3.11, he says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. So everything is beautiful in its time. And in your time, here you are. You are beautifully and wonderfully made, right? And and another scripture I want to give you really quick is where in 1 Samuel 16, 17, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his 
his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So God is looking at the inward, who you are at the core. And beautiful, whether you realize it or not, so is everyone else. The ones that matter in your life, they look at the inward you, who God created you to be. You at the heart. That's where beauty really comes from. So you start from the inside out and you choose to work on your health. What does this look like? Well, first, let's stop comparing ourselves to the other woman, okay? Let's just call it like it is. I know if you're like me, some of you have Facebook stalked her. If you found out her name, you've gone on Instagram. You might have hired a private investigator. You know what she looks like. You know how she dresses. You know all the features about her, right? And you have a tendency to compare yourself to her. That's what we do. So stop it. Stop it. You're not her. You are you, and you are who God created you to be, which is beautiful, wonderful, and extravagant. So focus on yourself instead of comparing yourself to others. Next, you're going to test, get tested for STDs if you haven't already done so. Beautiful, this is your health. And whether or not he says it was a, an emotional affair and he hasn't owned up that it's a sexual affair, you still need to be tested because a lot of times they lie. And my husband lied. In the beginning, he really did. He kept saying it was an emotional affair. No, we just kissed. That was it. But that was far from the truth. And I'm so glad that I made that step to take care of myself and to go get checked. I know it's degrading. I know how humiliating it is. But this is for your health. So make sure to get tested. Also start to eat clean. We have a tendency when we are devastated, when we are overwhelmed in that chaos we want to have all the comfort food. Maybe it's wine. Maybe it's chocolate for you. Maybe it's, you know, a, a good bowl of grits with some scrambled eggs and tons of greasy bacon. I don't know. Here I am over here being vegan and I'm, I'm saying all of those things. But the truth of the matter is we have a tendency to gravitate towards the foods that are comfort foods for us. And so eat clean. Don't go off into eating bags of candy and all the crap that's going to hurt your body. Choose to eat healthy for your health because it's going to keep your body clean. Your organs have been traumatized. Your adrenal glands are overloaded with cortisol, those stress hormones, and your body needs good, clean energy food in order to fuel it properly so it can continue to heal. Now, on the flip side of that, don't stop eating. Some of you starve, okay? But don't do that. Your body needs fuel in order to heal and recover from the trauma of this betrayal. You've got to have energy, beautiful, so make sure to fuel your body accordingly. And the next thing I want you to do is sleep. You need to get adequate sleep. And I know in those first number of months, it is so difficult because we toss and turn. Our minds are, you know, racing 50 miles an hour and it's hard. But you can set the tone to help you develop a better sleep pattern. One of those is stop drinking caffeine, you know, by two o'clock in the afternoon. No more caffeine for you. 
come to a clock. You might think you need it to survive, but it's disrupting your sleep. So stop with the caffeine after two o'clock. The other one is about an hour to an hour and a half before you are going to bed, cut off all social media, put your phone down, put your computer down, and even turn off your TV. Science has proven that the blue light, that it it, it just illuminates, um, causes us to, that part of our brain, to want to stay awake. And so it keeps us on high alert. It keeps us in that wake state. And we need to start calming down. So what you need to do is you need to go ahead and turn all that stuff off. Read a good book. Listen to some calming music. Pray. Sit in silence with God. Calm yourself with doing some good breathing techniques. This is going to get you ready to sleep and make sure you're going to bed at the same time every night and getting up at the same time every morning. It will help to reset your sleep time clock, that circadian rhythm, and it's going to put you in a better state of deep REM sleep. Okay, the last one in that reclaiming your health is movement. Beautiful, you need to move. You need to get out there and exercise. You need to be doing something daily. Whether that is going outside and taking a walk, going to the gym, maybe doing some exercises at home, pop in your beach body, whatever you've got, right? Um, But move. You need to move because your body really, really needs that exercise to help release some of that stress and some of that trauma. All right, let's go on to step number two. Now, step number two involves self-care. Now, I know you've heard this time and time again, but I have a little twist for you, okay? Yes, I know that self-care is obvious. Self-care means that we are taking the long baths with the CBD bombs, you know, the, the bath bombs in there, or maybe we fill a bathtub up of Epsom salts and we put our um, essential oils in there, lavender, and the different scents that are going to bring a calm to our bodies and help also to detox our bodies, right? All those are great. A great deep tissue or Swedish massage. Maybe you're going for a facial. Maybe you're also going for a mani-pedi or you're scheduling some coffee dates with your girlfriends. All of those are obvious. Absolutely. But I want to take it to a deeper level, okay? When I also talk about self-care, self-care also is not just for your mind and for your body, but it's for your soul. And beautiful during this time, we can feel far away from God. We can really get so tied up in the trauma and the feelings that it brings that it's hard to pray. We feel like God is so far away. So we need to reestablish that relationship. He's there. He's never left us. But we need to re-engage, right? So while we're re-engaging in the things that are taking care of our bodies, we are taking care of our minds by reading good books, listening to good podcasts, just like this one. And, you know, we're doing all those things for mind and body. What about the soul? Well, this is where you pray. Spend some time talking to God about the way you feel. Listen, there's nothing that you can't tell him that's going to bother him. Seriously, he knows your heart anyway. So just verbalize. Verbalize your anger. Verbalize your disappointment, your frustration, your fears, your doubts. Tell him all about it. He wants to hear from you. Then turn on some worship music and just bask in the presence of God and worship him because he has you and he is bringing you into healing. And worship is one of the most 
powerful weapons against the enemy. The enemy wants to destroy you through this. And through worship, you now become stronger and you're defeating the enemy. Another one is walking with God. Go out and go for a walk with him while you're talking and just embrace the beautiful creation that he's given to you. And the other one is this. Really learn some good somatic exercises. Now, I'll be doing some further episodes on this in the future where I'm going to bring you some really great tactical techniques on somatic exercises that are going to help you to really release some of this trauma from your body and from your mind. And so we're going to, we're going to work on these, right? But I'm going to give you two really quick. And one of those is breath work. This is where you're really concentrating on your breath. You're sitting very still, your eyes are closed, and you're breathing in through your nose for a count of four, and you're exhaling through your mouth for a count of four. You can even take it to a count of eight to really expel that CO2, from the, the carbon dioxide from the body, because we really, really, really want to get rid of that, because sometimes we have that carbon dioxide overload because we're not breathing properly when we're in that fight or flight syndrome. When that amygdala is on high alert, it's dysregulated, and we literally are on stress overload. So we need to really be breathing to regulate our body. And the next one is journaling. This is a great somatic exercise where you really just go buy yourself a beautiful new journal and just start to write down your feelings. Write down the facts and write down the feelings. It helps to keep the two separate from one another because sometimes our feelings can be so overwhelming that the facts become exacerbated. Like our imagination takes over and we, we really, um, we, we start to, to twist the facts, you know, and uh, they become more than they really are. So journaling will help you keep that intact. All right, here's your third step for healing your body image when it's in crisis. Realize your unique beauty. I want to say that again. Realize your unique beauty. Listen, beautiful. According to Psalm 139, 14, you are beautifully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You know, God created you in the womb of your mother and he said, you are not just good, but very good. He looked at you as that prize, just creation that he made. And he looked at you and his heart was welled up with joy. In Song of Solomon chapter 4 verse 7, it says, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. Realize that while we look in the mirror and we see all the flaws, we see all the little things that we want to change and what we think caused the affair. According to God, in us, there is no flaw because he made us altogether beautiful and he calls you his darling. I mean, stop and think about that for a second. You are his darling. Beautiful He made you unique and you are one of a kind. There is no one like you, which means that you have a unique beauty about you. So instead of looking in the mirror today and seeing all of the flaws, I would rather you put on the beautiful rose-colored glasses of God 
and look at yourself as the incredible woman that he created you to be. Now, I want to end with this verse. It says in Psalm 34, 5, Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Beautiful, don't be ashamed of who you are. Don't be ashamed of the woman that God created you to be. Don't let his betrayal cause you to feel like you should hide in shame. God says when you look to him that you shine with his radiance and you display his glory. Until next time, beautiful, hold your head up high. Realize you are a beautiful creation of God and declare your unique beauty today. Cheers for now. Hey, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, something really hit you in one of the moments, or you were inspired to take the next step in your healing, reach out to me and by all means, leave a review. This is the highest compliment I can receive. And make sure to screenshot this episode. Share us out on IG and Facebook stories. Tag me at Beauty Beyond Betrayal Podcast, and I'll give you a huge shout out as well. And if you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and redesign your life and relationships in the way you desire them to be, hit me up in the DM. I would love to hear from you and connect. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of all circumstances that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful. Beautiful.